What's up, everybody? Alrighty. First off, episode 45. Second of all, happy Halloween. Um, I know it's tomorrow. I get that. But it's Halloween weekend. And everybody, happy Halloween from around the world. Great holiday. It's actually my favorite. You know, here in uh, Studio 13, every day is Halloween, as far as I'm concerned. So, we had the clues on the last episode. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I guess we should just dig. Well, we're not going to dig too far. Because, well, there's another clue. Where are we going? Get your tickets ready. Jump on the X train, get your flight attendant, hop on, you know, extreme flights, because we are headed down south. We are staying in the U.S. of A, to the most haunted city in the United States. What is the most haunted city in the United States, you're going to ask? If you have to ask, awesome. If you already know the answer, you're ahead of the game. Alrighty, so before I give you the, the name of the city that we're in, uh, let's see, we're going to go with some clues or nicknames of the city itself. Paris of the South, the Hollywood South, Crawfish Town, Crescent City, the birthplace of jazz. Love me some jazz. The Big Easy. We getting it so far, folks? All right. Nolens. If that doesn't give it away, we're headed down to New Orleans, Louisiana, folks. All right. For the most haunted city in America. <laughs> God, I'm excited about this. If you guys can't tell, I am overly excited about New Orleans. A city that I have yet to go to, but I will get there. So, why is New Orleans the most haunted city? Here's where we dig in, but we can't dig too deep. Why can we not dig too deep? Because 49% of the city is actually below sea level. It's only a about 51% is above, so it's, you know, right there. It's it's right on the verge, man. So it's also known as the city where the dead refuse to rest. Why is it the city where the dead refuse to rest? Because there's no solid ground to hold them. Hence, the 51 to 49%. And there's a whole lot more. Uh, you got, you know, the French were there, Africans were there. Uh, there's practices of the mystical arts, uh, such as voodoo, um, paganism, witchcraft. There's vampires and other occult practices. Now, you guys know where I stand on spiritual and religious practices. You do you. You know, whatever works for you, works for you. You know, it's, there's 
you know, I, I hold no judgment for anything. Now, we have above-ground cemeteries. Now, with the above-ground cemeteries, I'm going to say, you know, let's just move right on, and we'll, we'll I'll go over things, and I'll give my, my perspective on it. So we have above-ground cemeteries. It's full the city is full of spooky and haunted spots in and around the French Quarter. Now, some of these places I listed, uh, we have Muriel's Jackson Square, the La Petite Theater. I believe I did an episode on that one. If not, I, I will. Uh, I hope I pronounced this right. Uh, Perry Antoine's Alley. The site of the old French opera house, the Faulkner House of Books, Ursuline Convent, St. Louis Cathedral, Old Absinthe House, the Bourbon Orleans, Antoine's Restaurant, uh, Herman Grima House, the Napoleon House, Marie Laveau's House, Hotel Monteleon and the Sultan's Palace. Okay. Um, New Orleans is known, well, besides being the most haunted city in America, uh, what else are they known for? Get to that in a second. They've got lots of haunted ghost tours, they've got cemetery tours. Uh, ghosts and New Orleans go together like beads and Mardi Gras. Oh yeah. I gotta get my happiness down to down to Mardi Gras. I'd have an extreme time. I've heard about Mardi Gras. I've seen pictures of it, I've seen videos of it. I've had friends that have been to it. Uh I, from what I'm told, we'll we'll touch on Mardi Gras here shortly. But from what I hear, it's it's a happening time. Um, vampires. Um, and it was due to the early 80s. So, you know what, 20, no. Okay, the early 1980s. Good Lord. God, that seems like it was just yesterday. But due to Anne Rice, her hometown, you know, she did... Um, all of her vampire books, you know, interview with a vampire. She basically had the resurgence of the vampires in new Orleans due to her books. Uh, I've tried reading Anne Rice. She's an amazing author. You know, she does, she does amazing work. It's her books and not saying anything negative about Anne. It's, is they just, for some reason, I just can't get into them. And I've tried many times. I have a friend of mine, she's an Anne Rice freak. You give her an Anne Rice book and she'll ignore you for a week while she's reading it. Uh, so you got, I think it was HBO, a while back, they did True Blood, which 
took place in New Orleans. Vampires. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's a lot of history in, in that city, which is one thing that I absolutely love, is the history of it. Uh, let's see, what was it? Um, if you guys watch American Horror Story, I think it was season four. Yeah, season four of American Horror Story, The Convent, was took place in New Orleans. A lot of supernatural stuff going on then, too. Uh, let's see. Other movies that are based down there. Uh, let's see. Um, Hatchet, you know, the story of Victor Crowley took place in New Orleans. Uh, you know, it's a horror movie. Obviously, I'm going to know or have some knowledge of it or have seen it. It's, I think there's three movies on that. Good movies. I like them. Seen them multiple times. Now, we have the Boutique du Vampire in the French Quarter, and it claims to be the only vampire shop in the USA. So, it would make sense that you got a vampire boutique in the French Quarter. You know, whether it's in the French Quarter or not, that's just where it's located, but the only vampire shop or boutique in New Orleans. That just... To me, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, you know, let's kind of dig into, into a few things. Um, now, you know, with above-ground cemeteries, it's, they say the dead cannot rest. Well, and I'm not... Let's just, uh, how's a good way to put this? Um, if we look at history, you know, and I want to be, I want to show some sensitivity to the subject um, because this is a theory that I have. Um, slavery was a big, big part of American history. And... You know, I I don't agree with that at all. It was absolutely it's a, slavery was an abomination, but there was lots of death that took place there. You know, you're bringing voodoo in, so you've got that mixed with you know different practices, different spiritual and religious practices that could play a big part of it you know and the emotion going on there like it's an old city and so if you have you know lots of you know the slavery the death you know, occult practices, which some of it may not be the most positive going on there. Um, some of it could be very negative. You know, it's 
it all depends. You know, and not to mention, you know, it's in the Gulf of Mexico, so we they get hurricanes down there. Um, Hurricane Katrina, that was, I get nature doing what nature does, but that there was a lot of death around that, uh, you know, destruction. Where there's death and destruction, I'm, I'm going to venture out and just say straight up, you know, they were still finding bodies, you know, after everything, the water went back to, you know, sea level. You know, that's a tragic death. These people, you know, throughout history, if you die a death, and you, they may not realize they're dead. Uh, so they're still wandering around like, hey, uh, you know, I was here and now I'm not. Where's my house? You know, where's my apartment? There's, you know, that's a lot of negativity. Then you're going to add in Mardi Gras. Which, if you look at it as a whole, um, a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, Potentially a lot of drug use, or at least its fair share. You know, I have I haven't been. I had a buddy of mine. He's been down there a number of times. He said it was. It's just one nonstop party for like a week. It's. It. He said it's an amazing time, but. You kind of got to watch out for yourself down there. Uh, I knew another guy that uh, he was from New Orleans, a few people from New Orleans. And they said it's, there's certain areas, you know, like any other city, but New Orleans is known for, um, you don't have to look for trouble because trouble can find you. And that's, that's not always a good thing, you know. But, you know, Mardi Gras, you've got happy, sad, you've got, probably every emotion running rampant during Mardi Gras. And, you know, you've got your happy, your sad, your angry, your overexcited, your, you know, I just want to go have a good time, have some drinks, and let's get real here. You know, I'm keeping it, I'm, I'm keeping it family friendly. But topless women, you know, they want to show themselves, you know, beads, you know. So you take and then you put alcohol in with all these emotions. Like if you're super happy and you're jazzed and you're just pumped up and you're having a great time, the alcohol is going to... Uh, expand on that so you're going to go from like level 10 happy to you know level 110 happy if you're sad it's going to same thing you know it's 
there's just a lot going on there. Now you've got, you know, the above above ground cemeteries. And if they can't bury them underground because, well, 49% of the city is, you know, below sea level. So it's just going to, you know, flood the casket or your coffin. And you're going to have that. So, you know, there's that. Like, is the dead going to get up and walk away? I'm probably going to say no. But in a city where you have so much emotion, which can be any city, I mean, let, let's get real. Um, but it's known for that. Like, you have haunted cemeteries. Like, hmm, I'm dead. I should be buried. Cool. Yeah, no. Like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be above ground. Like, you know, the old saying is, any day above ground is a good day, unless you're buried in New Orleans. You know, you have your mausoleums and everything, but they're above ground. And... But the question is, why is New Orleans so haunted? Because you've got so much there. It's just tons of stuff. Like, any, any city, I'm going to say, where you have lots of history is going to be more haunted than, than a city with less history. You know, they have parades for the dead. Um, you've got, I believe at one point I read that pirates would go in there and use the port, you know, for trading. You've got, and it's a melting pot of different things. So you're bringing American mixed with French, mixed with African, mixed with the Caribbean, and all these different spiritual and religious groups and practices going on in one city, like, cool. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, you mix in the hot weather, it's hot, it's humid. Now, I've lived in hot climates. You know, heat makes people do stupid things. It, it can agitate the, the normal human person. Um, and the crime rate is, you know, the hotter the climate, rule of thumb is the hotter the climate, the more the crime. You know, the higher the crime. High temps equal high crime. So you take into consideration of high heat, high humidity, which is going to make somebody ultra cranky, ultra grumpy. Then you add in the factors of alcohol, drugs, that's going to 
affect everything else. It's going to, you know, inflate that. Like, you know, so it's going to be a high crime area. Then you take into consideration you have a week of Mardi Gras, which is supposed to be just happy-go-lucky, party. Well, let's get real, folks. Not everybody can handle their liquor, okay? You know, I like to go to the bar and have a couple drinks and have a good time. And I'm responsible when I enjoy adult beverages. Not everybody is that responsible. You're going to get irresponsible people. Uh, you're going to get people who enjoy the adult beverage of their choice. Uh, it'll change their attitude. And it does that with everybody. It's you're going to be happy, sad, grumpy. You're you're a different person because it, it's just the way that works. So, you know, Paris of the South, I'm going to say that one. I'm going to go back to the, to the nicknames. Okay. So let's start off with the big easy. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to take a wild guess and say they want to be an easygoing city. Um, it's, it's a good sized city. So it's, you know, big city. They want to be easygoing, hospitable. And okay, I can get that one. Crescent city. Not sure why they call it that. Like uh, the birthplace of jazz. Okay, that I could I could see that because it seems that um, jazz came out of there, and jazz to me is amazing music. I love it. I listen to it regular enough. You know, it's. Musically, I'm I'm all over the map on that. But you give me some good jazz, oh yeah, I'm a happy dude. <laughs> you know, uh, they have the Dixieland jazz. Uh, when I get the chance to go to New Orleans, I want to see some live jazz. I want to go to a jazz club. And there's on a couple adult beverages and just zone out on some good jazz, as much as I would you know, a good rock concert. Um, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, I want to see things. I like for the historical part. Uh, city that care forgot. Eh, I'm going to go with, you know, you know, it's the city that care forgot. Uh, what can I come up with? Yeah. You got 
you know, the hurricanes and people from New Orleans are resilient people. You know, they're people can say, you know, and I'm not picking on anybody. Don't get the wrong idea. I'm not trying to stereotype anybody, but people say, oh, New Yorkers, they've got a chip on their shoulder. They're this, you know, they're just, you know, tough people. Cool. But New Orleans people seem like, you know, Mother Nature doesn't care about us. And we're just going to come back bigger, better, and stronger than before. Cool. Good on you, man. You do you. You take care of your city. You know, we're going to rebuild after a hurricane comes and just wipes us out. Good for you. Uh, the Hollywood South. Uh, I know there's movies that are based in Hollywood, are based in New Orleans, or based around it. It's, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Cage. I believe he lives there, or has a home there, or something like that. I know he has a, he has a lot to do with New Orleans. Um, it's a southern city. So Hollywood goes there. Cool. I get it. Uh, a crawfish town. It's There's a lot of fishing down there. Um, it, fishing is fishing, shrimping, crawfish, crawdad. You know, I, that's a huge business down there. And it's in the Gulf of Mexico. So people make their living down there doing that. I'm a big true crime fan. Huge, I watch, you know, my forensic files, my, you know, my murder mystery shows. Love them. And this is people that are in the fishing business down in, you know, like New Orleans, especially, and down in that area. Um, they're a tough breed. Like, they do not play. Like, it's, it's a territorial thing, you know. You're cutting in on, you know, another boat's action. Well, you're costing them money. Or this boat's going to cost you money. Or this captain with this ship is going to cost you money. Like, like up in Alaska, they have, you know, all the Alaskan fishermen. It's, those are some hard people, you know. Wouldn't want to get on their bad side. I wouldn't anyway. wouldn't mind enjoying the uh, fruits of their labor and I appreciate them. So I'm going to say for myself, if you're a farmer, if you're a fisherman, if you're out doing things and working yourself that hard, I personally appreciate you because you're out working hard. You know, you're providing food to put on my table and feed, you know, me and my family. Um, Paris of the South. Oh, 
Uh, I think that one kind of speaks for itself because there's a lot of French down there. And Paris is from France. So, you know, cool. You know, that's really all I've got on New Orleans. Um, I have read somewhere, heard something about, you know, there was some mob stuff going on down there. You know, you got the, you know, people think like, okay, New York, Miami, Vegas, you know, they're the mob cities. Well, you got to think New Orleans too. Because if you can get easy drink, and especially during Prohibition, um, they were probably bringing stuff in and out of the ports by boat. Here's speculation, of course. I don't know to be to be certain, um, but that would make sense. You know, if there was a way to make money, the mob was more than likely in on it. And that's okay. You know, they got to make money too. You know, they're, they're, there's no hate for, for, for them. But, you know, a lot of emotion, a lot of tragedy, a lot of death. And it's such a melting pot in one central area. Like, Oh, and I look at pictures of, of New Orleans. I'm like, good Lord, what a beautiful city. I want to visit there. And, you know, just go and enjoy some jazz. Go and experience things. Go on the ghost tours, you know, the cemetery tours. You know, just really dig in and just enjoy the history of that city because, well, A, it's haunted and B, it's historical. So, you know, when the Civil War took place, there was things down in there going on. I mean, the list could go on and on. If you guys want, um, I'll take some, um, take some of the uh, locations um, like Muriel's Jackson Square, or I want to say I did La Petite Theater in New Orleans. Um, but I'll take some of these places and just do a bigger, deep dive and answer more questions about that. You know, why is this area more haunted than this place? But if you have so many locations that things happened in and the plantations down there, you know, let me know. I'm, I'm happy to do that. And because I think if you've got so many haunted locations, there's ghosts, spirits of all kinds of things chilling down there and doing their thing. It's, it's a melting pot of the living and the dead. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up New Orleans for Halloween. Uh, I hope you guys are having a great extreme Halloween weekend. For those of you that 
have to work tomorrow on Halloween, like I do. Um, good on you. If you guys have kids, I hope you guys had a, you know, took your kiddos out trick-or-treating this weekend. I hope they got, you know, their their baskets and their baggies full of good candies and good eats. It's okay to borrow from the kiddos once in a while, you know. You know. Um, if you guys are out, you know, last night, if you guys are going out tonight, um, to your local, you know, bar, club, your watering hole, um, be safe, be responsible. Um, not to sound like, you know, a parent or anything, but just, just your good friend, Mike, you know, take it from me. Um, be safe, be responsible. Please don't drink and drive, you know, especially on a good holiday weekend. Don't be that person. Get an Uber, get a Lyft, call a taxi, get your friend, buy him Dr. Peppers or Coke or Pepsi, Sprite, whatever, all night long. Um, just have fun, but be responsible. And be responsible while you're enjoying episode 45. <laughs> because if you guys are listening to me, you guys are awesome. I truly, truly love you guys. And it's been a year. It's Halloween, my favorite holiday. So, you know, I, I can't emphasize this enough. But you guys are amazing. Um, but yeah, socials, um, extreme 13 podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're on Instagram, extreme 13 paranormal, if you guys follow me on Instagram and you're a paranormal group, you just like spooky things. I will follow you back. Guaranteed. It's going to happen. Um, extreme 13 podcast at Twitter or Twitter at Extreme 13 Podcast. Um, I've been connecting with people on there. It's a good time. You follow me on Twitter. I follow you. I respond to messages. You know, message me on there. I will respond. Usually same day. If not, it's, it's always within a day or two. So, um, I do my best to have like a same day or next day turnaround response because I love talking to you guys. And if you guys get a chance, um, my friend Kristen, Kristen, love your girl. You're awesome. She's Paranorm Girl Podcast. Check her out. She's on Spotify and I believe all the good podcast platforms. So Paranorm Girl Pod, check her out. Kristen, she's amazing. Um, my buddy Jordan Klein, uh, Fireside Podcast. I, I want to say he's on all the platforms. Um, I listen to both of them 
regularly on Spotify. They're amazing. Love them both. And he is doing his Halloween episode, I think, either comes out today or tomorrow. He's doing a listener episode. Speaking of listener episodes, email me. Message me on Instagram or Twitter. One of the three. And remember, Extreme is just X-T-R-E-M-E 13. There's no E on the front, only on the back. Uh, give me your listener episode. It could be a sentence. I saw a ghost in my house. Cool. I might probe a little. Um, has anything happened? Is it a shadow person? Is it, what did it look like? Does it move dishes? Does it, hopefully, you know, does it do your laundry for you? I mean, that would be kind of cool. Um, hey, I have a ghost at work. Awesome. You know, did you name your ghost? My ghost that lives in my house, she mainly lives in the basement because that's her spot. Um, she plays with cats. Her name is Henrietta. You know, um, let me know. Because you will get that episode dedicated to you. I've done it before, and I want to do it again. <laughs> but uh, now that we're hitting November, um, I'm going to be getting back onto the, uh, kind of figured October would be, you know, Haunted Halloween Month. Uh, we did the past few episodes of, you know, Haunted Locations, Haunted Places, Halloween Headed to New Orleans, most haunted city in America. And I would have done Salem, but it seems like that's kind of like overdone to a point. I chose to be, to take a southern road. But I will be getting back into doing the uh, UFOs, cryptids, uh other assorted paranormal things. So, you know, that's all I really got for you guys this weekend. I know this one's a little bit long this weekend, but hey, it's Halloween. It's a good time. I will see you guys next week. And stay tuned to Twitter because I will let you guys know via Twitter if it's going to be UFO week, cryptid week, next week, I may just do a poll on Twitter and be like, hey, should this week be UFOs, cryptids? If you guys have a favorite UFO spot, you have a UFO encounter, you have a UFO experience, if you've ever been abducted, let me know, man. Let me know. You will get that episode. If you're a cryptid fan, what is your favorite cryptid? Why is said cryptid your favorite? You know, if you're a Mothman fan, Mothman is my guy. Cool. I've seen Mothman. Awesome. I have yet to see him, but, you know, uh, I'm a fan of the Chupacabra. Cool. Have you ever seen one? You know, why, you know, tell me, I'm a fan of this, Okay. Just being curious, why are you a fan of that? What makes this one in your book better than the others? And there's no wrong answer. 
only a right answer, you know. Um, so really, I'm going to wrap that up for you guys this weekend. Um, be safe this weekend. Have fun. Eat a lot of candy. Eat some junk food. Pig out. Have fun. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. I will see you next week.